Make the most of your life. When you remove the blocks that are holding you back, you can bring inspiration, passion, and purpose to yourself and those around you. This is the Hoffman Connection with your hosts, Raz Ingrassi and Ed McLoon. Our hosts and their guests will give you the tools that you need to improve yourself by bringing you closer to what really matters. Now, here's your host. And welcome to the Hoffman Connection. I'm Ed McLoon, a teacher of the Hoffman Process and a marriage and family therapist here in Northern California. My co-host, Raz Ingrassi, is away this week attending uh, the Hoffman International Conference in Spain. And if you've never heard of the Hoffman Institute, we're celebrating 45 years as the leading personal development program, helping people who are serious about changing and affecting their life. We've got um, 13 sites around the world putting on the process to about 80,000 people over the t- over time. Here in the United States, we put on the process about 30 times a year, as well as other courses for our graduates, including the Inner Work of Leaders, which is a three-day weekend workshop designed to bring out your authentic leadership, regardless of what field of work you're in. Um, and that Inner Work of Leaders workshop is coming up uh, May 18th. All that, and if you're interested in learning more about the Hoffman process, you can join our free confidential weekly introduction call right after the show or every Tuesday afternoon at 5 o'clock Pacific time. And if you want to learn more about that, just go to our our website, which is hoffmaninstitute.org, and you'll get all the details on our info call. Well, of all the art forms, I think the one that has the greatest impact on our day-to-day lives these days is the songwriter. And my guest today is Beth Nielsen Chapman, award-winning singer-songwriter. And in addition to her own recordings, her songs have been performed by artists as diverse as Elton John or Willie Nelson, Martina McBride, Faith Hill, Bonnie Raitt, and her songs have sold millions of copies. Um, Her talent as a musician is evident. The first note you hear her sing, and we'll be playing something of Beth's in just a minute uh, from now. Um, And beyond the craft of singing and writing songs like all good art, Beth's real gift is inspiration. Um, Her personal life story is one of inspiration. Her losing her husband to cancer and her own battle with cancer. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. And through it all, Beth is a champion of generosity and kindness, beauty, faith, and creativity. Her new project is The Mighty Sky with astronomer Rocky Alvey, and we'll hear something from that as well. It's a collaboration of songs for children of all ages about astronomy. So, Beth, welcome. Oh, it's so great. I I hate to interrupt you because I love what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for that lovely introduction, and... I am delighted to be on the show. I've been uh, listening to some of the previous programs and really enjoying it. Uh, you get good people. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm, well, I'm happy to be added in. Yeah, we're so happy and lucky to have you. I was just having lunch yesterday at a hole-in-the-wall Thai restaurant in San Francisco, and this kiss came through the radio, and I oh, thought, wow. oh, <laughs> you are everywhere. And I thought, you know, some people don't really aren't familiar with you as an artist because so many other artists have... Uh, well, had great success with your songs. I thought we'd just open up the show with letting people hear your incredible voice and play a little bit of happiness right now. So we'll just go to that song and then come back and start talking. Okay.
up today and rang its bell above the din. Long enough to change the spin and turn my wheels around. I had driven past my last regret down the side road of despair, where the answers don't come up for air and grace just can't be found. All my fears disguised as truth dance the dark night of my soul, but the light of day revealed no proof that God would let me. Drunk again and full of wit, singing. Let's see how far we can spit and leave those tears to dry. Well, the past is gone and all for naught. The future cannot be controlled, and the only moment we can hold is this one. Well, Beth, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> That's from your album, Back to Love. What are you laughing about? I'm just laughing because I'm thinking about the day that I started that song. It was so long ago. I started it in 2000, uh, and it was like in the fall, and I was just going through treatment for breast cancer, and I had just had that experience that so many women have when they go through chemotherapy where their hair falls out. And I was trying to cheer myself up. And I thought, well, what if happiness came over? What would it look like? You know, because I didn't feel a lot of happiness inside of me. And I just sort of realized, you know, it's this, it's this thing you can nourish yourself with as, as sort of a, an art form <laughs> to, to be open to happiness, you know. Uh, and instead of chasing it, you know, just to allow it in. And then, then it shows up sometimes. And it, it really was interesting. I wrote the first two verses and then, I didn't finish the song until early 2010. <laughs> so it had a long gestation period, and uh, and I just I enjoyed listening to that. I hadn't I haven't listened to it in a while, so it was interesting. I kind of forgot we were doing this show. I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute, what happened?" <laughs> anyway, I, I um I think that song just has this sort of gentleness, like, and in the last last verse, actually, there's a, a little thing about a little red bird. Kind of zipping through, or a mockingbird, or something um, landing on your windowsill, and you know, just this little moment where it's like God says, "Yeah, it's I'm here. It's cool. You'll be all right." <laughs> and that that kind of is how I what I get from that song. Yeah, part of maybe my pathology about listening to music is I I, I don't even get involved with the lyrics a lot of times with a song for the first two or three listens, and then the lyrics catch up with me and really surprise me and. Mm -hmm. You know, you can just tell, listening to you, 
that that's just an open channel. I mean, the, the heart, emotion, feeling, without even relating with the lyrics as a starting point. I know as a writer, that may be an insult to you, but... Not at all. Uh, In fact, I, just... I start with the melody almost 100% of the time if I'm writing a song by myself. And I listen to the melody, and I try to decipher the cadence of the melody and what what, if you were talking... You know, when we talk, we actually talk quite melodically, like melodically. And if you actually wrote down those notes, there's a melody in every in every voice speaking. So how we stress the accents can change the meaning of a of a line, you know. Like you could say, you know, how long how long before we leave? You know, da 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 is one emotional melodic way of saying how long before we leave. If you say how long before we leave that's a whole other, it's a whole other movie. <laughs> right. So, I remember hearing. I, I love to start with the melody and follow it and see what the song is trying to tell me it is. Right. I remember hearing the story of Paul McCartney's working title for yesterday was Scrambled Eggs. Yes. <laughs> Just for the same yes. thing. So, inspiration's what you're up to, it seems to me, in just about everything you write, um, let alone your stand, you know, working with. Deepak Chopra or Desmond Tutu and all the different <laughs> other ways you're out reaching into the world. What, where does your message come from? Well, actually, you know, the funny thing is um, life has kind of just unfolded and, and I feel less um, associated with something that I would call a message and more associated with something that I, I, I kind of think more of in terms of being in my center. And, you know, if everybody were in their center, um, boy, the world would be a lot happier. But, I mean, that's the, to me, when anything's not right, it's that I'm not in my own center. And, and, you know, on this amazing journey my life has become where I've actually gotten to meet some of these people that I've, I've just got so much respect for um, and work with some of them. And, you know, there's this, uh, I, I kind of have to pinch myself, but there, there's, I mean, being around someone like Bishop Tutu, for instance, you, you you know, he's so grounded in the world in a human way that's so deep. Um, his way of living and being, and his, you know, his message is an extension of his actual coming from his center. And, I mean, I try to, I guess I've backed off the idea of trying to have any kind of message. You know, what I tell my students, and I, I teach a lot of workshops on creativity and finding your voice and getting in touch with that creative flow, getting it to come through you more. Um, you know, it's it's really effortless when you have when you don't have the need to to tell or to convince anyone you just let things be and and this beautiful thing happens all by itself which we keep forgetting we don't have to do that much you know uh we just we just be and be open and be and be as much in a in a loving centered place as possible and all this stuff just unfolds it's 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 an amazing thing you know i mean it's amazing to me still how how much i forget that I'm talking about it now as if I do it all the time, but it's <laughs> it's like a practice, you know, not to let the little stuff overwhelm you. And, you know, like I tell my, um, after I went through breast cancer and went back out on the road the following year, um, you know, I would interrupt my show to, to remind women to go, you know, get felt up, basically. <laughs> Just find somebody that will help you make sure there's nothing going on and, you know, you won't have any trouble finding volunteers. Um and and it was a funny kind of way of saying something very serious, but but I but I would just be you know 
incorporating that. Now, and I was never somebody that would be kind of message oriented, but because my life had been impacted by it, I, I brought it into my art form, you know. And it, I really think that's kind of what art does and what art is, is this opportunity for each of us to unfold our experience in a way that can heal others. And, you know, when you go to a museum and you look at these amazing paintings and expressions of people's lives are in this art, and, and then other people who need to see it or hear it are healed by it. It's, it's an amazing thing. Right. Well, I sometimes think of, you know, if you can just step six inches outside your comfort zone, you're making something available that wouldn't otherwise be. Yeah. And, and what's ironic to me is it's, it's that thing of uh, what I found is just by getting, getting into my center, whatever that means, you know, whether that means bringing a little more balance back into my life or, you know, not letting one of my four quadrants go wild. Right. <laughs> you know, that is, uh, that's how I actually get into my comfort zone. And, and the comfort is that, that life becomes a little less effortful. And, um, you know, songwriting is sometimes really hard work, but the hard part about songwriting is when you have to sit and nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. So I have all these tricks I come up with and I, and I tell people about that I do to entertain the parts of myself that seem to keep trying to block that creative flow. So I give my, my ego something to do. Sometimes I'll pour it a cup of tea and put it in the corner with a magazine, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, my fear is a whole other part of myself. And I talk a lot about fear because, you know, fear really can stop us. And I think if you can get to a place where you realize fear is like a piece of saran wrap that occasionally can get stuck to you and mess things up. But it's really not who you are. You know, it doesn't have to be stuck to you. And there's different methods and different models and ways to heal through things or whatever and to work on being able to just you know, peel that fear right off of you and crumple it in a ball and toss it in the wastebasket till it crawls back out and gets back on you again because it's when never it going to completely sticky. go away, right? right. <laughs> well, Beth, I want to talk more about that, and I think you have a great amount to offer our audience about creativity and bringing more of that forth. And um, mm-hmm. we're going to go to break, and we'll be right back with more with Beth Nielsen Chapman here on the Hoffman Connection. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are your unconscious patterns holding you back from a life you truly love? For 45 years, the Hoffman Process has helped people reclaim their ability to find love, forgiveness, and their true purpose in life. According to a University of California Davis study, Hoffman Process participants significantly increased their joy, satisfaction, and emotional intelligence on a sustained and lasting basis. For more information, visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change, visit hoffmaninstitute.org. Are you looking for more joy, satisfaction, and love in your life? 
The Hoffman Process can give you the foundation and tools you need to create your ideal future. Celebrating 45 years as the premier personal growth program, the Hoffman Process has helped over 80,000 people worldwide discover answers and guidance to help them find their best life ever. Visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org for more information. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change. Again, visit hoffmaninstitute.org. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to The Hoffman Connection. To reach Raz and Grossi, Ed McLoon, or this week's guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to radio at hoffmaninstitute.org. Now, back to our program. All right, we're back on the Hoffman Connection. I'm Ed McLoon with our guest, Beth Nielsen Chapman. And Beth... um, are you still? Can you hear me? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. I heard a lot of snow on the line there for a second. Oh, okay. Um, we were talking before the break, and and you, um, amongst other things, teach occasionally workshops on creativity and songwriting, and you're starting to talk about tools and setting the ego aside and saran wrap you know, <laughs> your your fear and stuff. Um, can you yeah. talk a little bit more about how someone can light up their creativity or step outside of the ego to to feel the flow, if you will? Well, one of the first things I start with is um, something that the ego loves, which is to find out that it's it's the very best at something. And I, I actually lure people's egos into my class before every other part. So <laughs> I, I, I propose to them that there's literally only one point in the entire universe, in the, in the entire span of all time, which is right now and looking out from behind your eyes with your story, whatever it is, to tell. And that there, there's zero chance that there's any other person ever lived or living now that could ever tell your story. So to claim your story and to claim your, your power in that way, and to the extent that you can learn how to voice what that is, you will be absolutely fascinating to many, many, many people because the truth is the most sexy thing on the planet, really. And, you know, a lot of the greatest writing, you know, is is artfully done, but there's always that truth. You feel like it rings true, you know. You feel like it has this thing that you're, you're pulled into. And I think people recognize that when they hear it, when they, when they see it, you know, and experience it. So I get them to understand their ego um, is just kind of the, the navigator of, you know, and the driver sometimes. But, but the only part of us that really needs to be driving the car is the creative spirit part of us, and which is a lot of us. And, and getting that to be what a person starts with when they are beginning a process of create, let's say writing a song, you know, and I, I, I'll pull a student up and I'll hand them a guitar or I'll play a chord and I'll say, now just sing something just off the top of your head and they look at me like terrified and I say, come on, we're all here, we're going to have fun. It's gonna, and it's like, it's like jump into what you have no idea is going to happen next. You know, be comfortable not knowing. And that's the edge of creativity. That's, that's the precipice. You know, if you walk out to the edge of what you know and you hold one foot over what you don't know and start, you know, letting go a little, you will find the best stuff. 
you know, and, and I believe that. I mean, it's happened to me over and over, and that's how that's how I've made my living as a professional songwriter with using this. And people get very excited to find out they've always had enough. You know, of they don't. There's not some people magically walking around with more ability to um, to be to have a capacity to be more creative. And, you know, you might say, well, this person's done all this other stuff and this person hasn't done anything, but, you know, maybe the door is locked from the inside. Well, I can guarantee you if there's not creative flow going through someone, that there's some block that's not because the creative flow just doesn't want to go there. It's like oxygen. And if you're in a room full of people, some people can take a really deep breath and some people have shallow breathing and they're not getting as much oxygen. But the oxygen is not um, deciding who to give it itself to. So that's okay. kind of how I feel about creativity. And once people start to believe in that, they realize, wow, I, I can actually do something about this. I can, I can encourage my own flow. And, and so a lot of what I teach is just getting people reconnected with what's already there, but they just don't realize it. And I always tell them, I say, you know, you know Doris, all the way through that movie, Wizard of Oz, she's got those darn red shoes on for half the movie. And I remember being like 10 years old watching The Wizard of Oz, screaming at the television, tap your heels, tap your heels. <laughs> <laughs> so I must have known I was going to grow up and start trying to be a teacher to people, but um, it's an essential—it's an essential element of the human experience that so many people lose touch with. Yeah, regardless of of the venue or the field they're in, there's some creativity possible. You don't have to be an artist or a songwriter. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean mothers, young—I've had young mothers that don't even have any desire to move to Nashville and write for Willie Nelson come just because they want to remember or try to reconnect with that excitement and that, you know, next thing you know, they're going out to buy some paints or they're, you know, taking a cooking class or they're in their kitchen making something up, you know. And we all have that childlike, beautiful childlike energy and joy around making stuff out of, you know, just swirling mud around. It doesn't have to be profound. It just has to be free from the intellect trying to give it directions. And... And the other end of the spectrum, you know, before you finish a song and take it out and play it for people session, you want it to be very airtight and you want it to be really well edited and all that's extremely important. But I'm always telling people there's a big difference between editing and analyzing and creating. And so creating to me is always childlike and and it's sloppy and it's not really completely done and it's you know, it's like a four year old of clay that comes through and you haven't really figured out what the shape of the clay is yet but you just play with it and there's a lot of play involved you know you know when i went to the hoffman process i guess mine was in 96 i remember that being the biggest impact on me was that everybody was just like a child <laughs> we were like little children leaving that place because we were so reconnected with the idea of play and that and that is just a incredibly endless um air supply for the creative process you know yeah, your aliveness is sparked, and something oh, yeah. can come forth from that. Yeah, absolutely, and it's just a gift that we forget that we have already been endowed to us from the minute we took our first breath. And um, you know, in our society now, there's such a huge impact of all sorts of new toys and these iPhones and the iPads, and the, I mean, the apps for art are unbelievable, and the music apps and everybody's playing with it and and that's really great you know i I think a lot of that's really great i think 
playing with nothing uh, to to fill in the blanks for you is even more um, potentially exciting. And, you know, one of the things I thought about in terms of all these things that help you along is, you know, to, to really grow that creative muscle, you almost have to be willing to sit around when it's not a day of flow. You know, I have many days when I come and I write, and, I, and I'm just like by the end of that period of writing of maybe an hour or two, I haven't really produced anything that's going to end up, you know, winning awards. And what I tell people that I am talking to about this is, to me, that's like going to the gym and lifting 3,000 pounds in the, in the gym of creativity because you're working a muscle and it ain't fun. <laughs> it can be boring and tedious and scary, you know, because you're thinking, man, maybe I've lost, maybe I've completely forgotten how to do this. And, and um, you know, the, the need to reconnect with the truth of the fact that you're doing something really valuable in, in just being there and being open to, the, to that process that, that's actually like putting money in the bank. So when you're, you know, driving to the dentist a couple of days later, the whole second verse will come barreling through your head because you put in that time, you know, when nothing was going on. And that's something people sometimes don't even realize how powerful that is. Right. It seems to me that's a really hard thing to do when there's so much emphasis on being productive and producing a result that sometimes sitting around waiting for the muse to speak, right. God, for me, could, could be painful. Well, you know, the thing about the muse, too, if, if, you, if you think about it in those terms, the muse is this beautiful, benign, massively confident entity which is so completely confident and full of its own self-worth beyond anything we could imagine, that it won't interrupt. So if your little tiny brain is going, well, I don't know if I can do this or not, or your little brain is going, I wonder if Faith Hill's got this off. Any, any noisy ponderings is going on in your head or your intellect, then it just holds it at bay. It's really interesting. You know, it's like I, I've, I've had people come over to co-write with me and if they walk in and they say, let's say, who's cutting songs? I'm like, you know what, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I've never written a song that was a hit for an artist where I was sitting there trying to write a song that would be a hit for that artist. I really right. never did that, you know. Because to me, you always have to get back in touch with that innocent, breathtakingly effortless spot, which is in the part where you don't know what happens next. Right. Which is a lot of fun if you can just, you know deal with the saran wrap fear part <laughs> right and and the uh impatient saran wrap fear part i think absolutely Hurry up and get something done yeah absolutely i mean impatience is a big enemy to the creative process and and i you know i think acknowledging it you know as, as a part of the thing like i i'll come in with a pot of tea i'm not i'm not kidding i'll have like a pot of tea and several cups and i'll pour a cup for my fear and a cup for the part of me that wants to go take too many breaks and get all distracted down there in the kitchen where the popcorn is. And I'll pour a cup for my uh, overly bossy critic, which I remember bashing with some great fervor uh, when I did the process. Right. And, you know, the critic you want to have on your side, but not till you're very close to the end of the, of the, of the songwriting process. So, so I, I pour all these little cups of tea, and then I go over to the piano, and I wave to them all and say, interrupt me at any time because I know you will. <laughs> so instead of pushing it away and trying to make it not be there, I invite it in, and I give it a little job and a magazine, and, and I don't 
freak out if I get distracted or I get bored or I get tired or I just keep, I I might take a five-minute break and then come back and sit back down. And honestly, I mean, some of the most amazing lines have come to me when I just popped back in behind the piano for just one more minute, you know, boom, there it is. I've been trying for six months and there's the line, you know. So I've developed this dance with that belief that I know that it's there and it's waiting for access. It's waiting to gain purchase in, to me. And and I and I only lost that faith twice in my life. One time was um, when I first got married and, and I got pregnant and I lost my record deal and I lost my publishing deal all in the same couple of months. <laughs> and I was uh, pretty much spinning, you know, and I thought... Well, if I lost my record deal and my publishing deal, I guess I'm not cut out to do this. And I and I had a baby that I love. You know, he's 31 now. And he's fabulous. And I spent about five years just being a mother. And what I tell my students is that those five years were the best thing I ever did for my songwriting because I I learned to just be in the world as a person. I stopped demanding that I have to be successful. I stopped worrying about whether everybody thought I was good enough or you know could sing good enough. And, I enjoyed music in a kind of once-removed way for the first time in my life. And when I went back to writing and I started writing professionally, my my balance was tethered with the reality of just being in the world and having a real life that's full and rich. And, you know, kids will do that anyway because it's like you can't, you know, it gets pretty unglamorous uh, pretty quick with kids. But it was a great teacher for me. And the other time I, I lost my faith was... Uh, in 2009, actually, and I was working on Back to Love, the record Back to Love. And I had this weird buzzing in my ears, and I went and had my head... Well, prior to that, I had been having some trouble finishing the lyrics to the songs, and I was really very worried that I had lost the ability to finish words in, in songs. I was really going through kind of a strange lack of confidence that I hadn't had in many years. And I turned out... Um, through some luck, I ended up having a brain scan, and they, they discovered I had a brain tumor that was actually pressing against the language center of my brain, which is where you, you know, write lyrics from. Right. <laughs> so I'm sitting there in the um, emergency room, and they come around the corner, and they say, well, you're okay, and I had had some ear buzzing, and they said, but you have this little brain tumor that's got to be, you know, taken out, and I was like, what? And the first thing my ego asked was, would that make it really hard to finish lyrics, you know? <laughs> and, the, and they went, oh, yeah, you couldn't be writing lyrics or poetry. No, no, because this is pressing against the part of the brain that turns the emotions in your body into words. And that's fantastic. And they're, like, looking at me like, she's crazy. But, you know, fortunately it was benign, and it got taken out in the next couple of weeks. And literally, as I was waking up, out of my uh, fog of anesthesia, the lines that I've been trying to finish in these songs just were backlogged. I mean, they were barreling into each other. And I felt this amazing reconnection, like, oh, God, of course that's the line. And I mean, I remember telling my mom the first thing I said to think was, I need a pencil, you know, when I woke up. <laughs> so the greatest thing about that story for me, and I tell the story a lot because I want people to say, you know, even when you, can, you can't even believe it hasn't deserted you, there's usually some, there is, I believe, always a function within ourselves, whether it's through us unconsciously or consciously or some physical barrier like that, which was so unusual. Um, it's not that the creative spirit ever leads us. 
All right, Beth. Well, we're going to have to take a break, but that's so cool. You know, it's, it never leaves you. Is is like no, never. whatever the, the mantra to to keep <laughs> reciting here from this show. Anyway, we'll be right back. I think we've got a caller or two. And uh, by the way, hey. Beth supplied us with some of her music, the um, Back to Love CD that we were just talking about, resulting from a creative spurt after a brain tumor removal, um, uh, is one of the records that we have to give away to callers at eight. At, and anyway, we got to rush to break, and we'll be right back. Hang on. Voice counts. Call toll free 1 866 472 5787. 1 866 472 5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you looking for more joy, satisfaction, and love in your life? The Hoffman Process can give you the foundation and tools you need to create your ideal future. Celebrating 45 years as the premier personal growth program, the Hoffman Process has helped over 80,000 people worldwide discover answers and guidance to help them find their best life ever. Visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org for more information. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change. Again, visit hoffmaninstitute.org. Are your unconscious patterns holding you back from a life you truly love? For 45 years, the Hoffman Process has helped people reclaim their ability to find love, forgiveness, and their true purpose in life. According to a University of California Davis study, Hoffman Process participants significantly increased their joy, satisfaction, and emotional intelligence on a sustained and lasting basis. For more information, visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change. Visit hoffmaninstitute.org. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to The Hoffman Connection. To reach Raz and Grossi, Ed McClune, or this week's guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to radio at hoffmaninstitute.org. Now, back to our program. Hoffman Connection. My co-host Razen Grassi is off in Spain at the Hoffman Institute International Conference, and I am so lucky to have Beth Nielsen Chapman here on the phone with me. And I believe we have a caller. Is Christine in Florida still on the line? If so, let's see if we can get Christine in. Hello. Christine, are you there? All right, well, we'll see if we can get her back online. Beth, I want to talk about um, your your latest project, which is The Mighty Love. Excuse the me, Mighty Sky. Mighty Sky. <laughs> back to Love. <laughs> mighty back Sky, love, yeah. Back to Mighty Love, um, <laughs> which is another album. Um, and it it's, a tie, in a certain sense, an entirely different direction. It's writing music um, for education. You want to talk yeah, more about that? Yeah, and also for me, you know, because I always write from the melody, it was a real challenge and, and a great growing 
kind of a growth uh, opportunity for me as a writer because I was handed these fabulous lyrics by a friend of mine named Rocky Alvey, who runs the observatory here in in, uh, in Nashville. And uh, my friend Annie Roboff, who I've written a lot of uh, songs with, including This Kiss and Happy Girl, and um, and Annie's also been to the, been to the Hoffman process. She she's uh, always you know hark, hearkening back to how great that was for her. Um, we all three worked on this together, and. Um, it's a whole other kind of parameter. I've, I've never done a children's album before, and each song has got a lesson plan that goes along with it, and they're really fun, and, you know, most of them are like two minutes long, and they're really kind of rollicking, fun songs all about, you know, different aspects of astronomy. So it's been a blast. And you're collaborating, as I understand, with um, the U.N. on that, too? Well, the U.N. invited us to come up to... Um, uh, an event that they had on April 12th, which was a big celebration of 51 years of human beings in space. So, and at that event, we became connected with NASA. Um, they've just been wonderful, and we're we're hoping to work with them and to you know to go uh, in you know into some kind of you know have some other opportunities to work with them. They're, they seem to be very excited about the project. So that's all been so exciting, and um, you know, to me, it's it's. It never. I never knew it was just going to blow up like this, and um, it's coming out in uh, September, actually. Um, but even prior to records coming out, there's there's not usually so much different things that start to come into view. I think you know it's really something that that's been needed. Um, it's it's kind. Of, remember the old the project called School Kidhouse Rock? I think it was called. Um, one of the things that's so fascinating about this project is you know the the brain actually can remember information much much better when it's in music it's it's just so much more deeply learned i mean you'll remember a song you learned when you were 10 but you won't remember your multiplication tables unless they were in that rock song you know so so it's a it's a great way to teach kids um something that they really hold on to for their life and and we're having a blast with it It it's really been a, a really fun group of songs to work with yeah i remember Pretty much the only thing I remember from my grammar school French class was the song that we sing in that yeah. class. Well, why don't we why don't we listen to a little bit of the Mighty Sky? We've got um, the Little Big song ready to go. We'll oh, put great. on a couple minutes of that right now. Awesome. Make the solar system small The earth would only be a grain of sand You could hold the planets with one hand How far away would Pluto be If we started sailing that cosmic sea A hop, skip, jump gets us all to Mars We could fly a plane to the nearest stars Make small things big Or big things small Make the sun a grain Or a basketball The greatest journey Stretch from the earth to the moon We could make a necklace out of Saturn dreams Maybe we'd be talking about some far out thing How wide is wide, how far is far How 
as big as the boundary of the largest star. How deep is deep? How small is small? Only in mind's eye can see it all. Make small things big or big things small. Make the sun a grain or a basketball. The greatest journey <laughs> You're laughing. That is that as totally much fun for you? As, um, oh, you know, it's so, so many much times fun. Th- and uh, you know that we wanted to do kind of like that one, sort of a, like a, a sort of an acoustic kind of version of a of an Earth, Wind, and Fire vibe. Um, you know, the other song you started to play is is one called the Rockin' Little Neutron Star, which is an amazing kind of Jerry Lee Lewis crazy piano roll song. Um, and interestingly enough, there's, a, uh, there's actually a recording of something called a pulsar, which came from a recording made in, you know, in space of the sound that a star makes when it's imploding. And it's a knocking sound. It sounds like... And so we actually wrote the song around the knocking uh, of the sound of the star, which is the first time a, a star has ever been used <laughs> as a percussion instrument on a... <laughs> <laughs> on, on a record. So, you know, we're just, all those kind of things just sort of happen spontaneously. And, um, uh, you know, there's there's a song about the Zydeco, Zodiacal Zydeco, it's like a, a New Orleans dance street song, like a Mardi Gras song. And So I wore all these different vo- vocal hats. Uh, in my voice on one song, it's like a screaming bluegrass thing, and then another one, it's a little ballad. And it's really fun. It was like, um, talk about kind of getting out of the way of your own, perception of who you are you know i didn't have to do this thinking well would duff nielsen chapman sing this you know <laughs> i was like right. it was all all hands on deck <laughs> right. it was great fun Oh, Beth, we got to go to another break, but um, I want to encourage other people who would like to call in. Uh, our number here is 866-472-5788, 866-472-5788. And, and Beth has given us a few of her CDs to give away to the first callers here. So um, you can take home or have sent home to you some of Beth's music as well if you call in at 866-472-5788, 866-472-5788. We'll be back with our last segment here with Beth Nielsen Chapman on the Hoffman Connection in just a couple of minutes. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are your unconscious patterns holding you back from a life you truly love? 
For 45 years, the Hoffman process has helped people reclaim their ability to find love, forgiveness, and their true purpose in life. According to a University of California Davis study, Hoffman process participants significantly increased their joy, satisfaction, and emotional intelligence on a sustained and lasting basis. For more information, visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org. The Hoffman process, when you're serious about change, visit hoffmaninstitute.org. Are you looking for more joy, satisfaction, and love in your life? The Hoffman Process can give you the foundation and tools you need to create your ideal future. Celebrating 45 years as the premier personal growth program, the Hoffman Process has helped over 80,000 people worldwide discover answers and guidance to help them find their best life ever. Visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org for more information. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change. Again, visit hoffmaninstitute.org. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to The Hoffman Connection. To reach Raz and Grossi, Ed McClune, or this week's guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to radio at hoffmaninstitute.org. Now, back to our program. Welcome back to the Hoffman Connection. I'm Ed McClune with our guest, Beth Nielsen Chapman. And um, you know, the, one of the things that I think is special about you, Beth, is your eclecticism. You know, yeah. you, you have done <laughs> music, <laughs> you have done records in, you know, Christian Latin chant and in a variety of different prayer and a children's record and a song, an album, uh, you know, not prim- or primarily about the love for your husband and his passing. Mm-hmm. And and this whole concept of creativity not having bounds seems to be what you you really are all about. I'm living it. <laughs> and you know, I didn't really set out to do that, but I've I've always loved music in every genre, you know, and I've always been just a a complete nut for a great song, whether it was jazz or you know, the style of the song would always be secondary to the greatness of the song. So to me, it's like whatever musical genre a great song appears in or a great piece of music, I'm drawn to that. So I've always wanted to play and try out those different styles. Yeah, I made a record in 2007 called Prism, Prison, a Prism, <laughs> Prism with an M, as in Michael, and it's um, you know a collection of songs in nine different languages from all paths of faith, and you know it was just an amazing journey and using my voice almost as a sort of a common thread. Um, and I just do, you know, I, I could probably, I guess, make a lot more money if I just stayed home and tried to write hits for uh, for other artists and concentrate on that. But I've had so much fun trying different things out, and, and I love performing, and um, and I love writing for other artists, too. So I felt really fortunate to have been able to to be sort of all over the map. And um, I remember I, I was talking to a guy that I was interviewing to be my manager, and he goes, we need a hook. And I said, well, well, my only real hook is that I, I'm really eclectic. <laughs> you can make the story out of that, you know. Um, but I think that is just a great way to be in the world. There's so much, you know, so much richness. Um, anyway, the other thing I wanted to mention is uh, having gone through the Hoffman process, which I'm sure people can go and look that up and, and learn more about it, um, that really 
just totally increased my creativity, kind of in a permanent way, you know. I mean, it permanently unblocked me in so many ways in my personal life. And I went back for, um, you know, those those things called the Q2, which is a like a, like a two-day or three-day kind of a condensed version of, of the process, which is eight days long. And I remember going, the, I went twice on, you know, over with two years separating. And the first time I went, I thought I was going to work on this, and I ended up learning about a whole other thing, you know, that I that I found out about me and my perspective about things. And then the second time I went, I, I thought, well, I've got it now. I know exactly, you know. And then, again, it surprised me how I shifted in a way I wasn't even thinking about. So one of the beautiful things about that dance with, with that creative spirit that that's really our our spiritual self is it kind of knows what it's doing, you know. <laughs> we just stop trying to drive the truck and let it take us where it's going to go. That's when things just seem to get better, you know, and I think that's one of the great gifts of, of having done that work that I did at the at the Hoffman process. And, um, you know, again, every day, you know, I get challenged all the time and life it doesn't just become perfect or anything, but those tools have been so great for, for knowing how to get through the next wave, you know, and it, and it continues to be. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, it seems like what you're talking about and, you know, what the process talks about is sometimes getting outside of the arbitrary limits of what we think is our identity or mm-hmm. how much we can create or how how big a life we can lead. And, right. Uh, when you once you do that, it's a mystery, but sometimes the mystery can be really supportive rather than just comfy and cozy like the arbitrary limits we've come used to. Absolutely. And even when my husband Ernest died in 1994 and, and towards the end of his time here, I mean, the last several weeks of his life, you know, he'd gone through all of those stages of grief and, and coming to terms with the terminal illness. I remember a very sweet conversation I had with him where he was, he kind of looked childlike for a minute and he said, you know, it's like an amazing thing how you can feel so light even in the midst of, he felt really light at one point. He felt like, I guess he'd just gotten ready, you know, he'd sort of let go um, of so much expectation of, of he was just in another place, as you can imagine, and he just had this beautiful smile on his face. He said, if I could just figure out a way to bottle this up, <laughs> and get people to take it when they're young and, you know, and their life is all crazy and they're not enjoying their life because they're getting bogged down in all this stuff that, gosh, it's just such a waste of energy, you know, and uh, that's a great, that was I've never forgotten that, you know, and I think so much of that Playfulness in the creative realm brings us back to that place of lightness of being. That's that's why that's that's like the best show in town. Right. So, um, speaking of shows, I hear you're doing something in mid-May. Is that right? I am. I'm playing uh, performing at the Wildflower Festival in Richardson, Texas, on May 18th, and I'm teaching a workshop that day, and. Um, it's going to be great fun. So if anybody wants to come on down, <laughs> it's going to be a lot, just a beautiful gathering of people that love music and songwriting. And some of the great songwriters are going to be there performing. Uh, uh, I think Guy Clark is going to be there. Anyway, it's a, it's a weekend of fun. Um, and you can go to the Wildflower Festival. You can Google it and find out all the all the digs on that. And then you can go to my website, which is my name, BethNielsenChapman.com, and keep up with where I'm being jettisoned to (laughs) never (laughs) know you know (laughs) one week it's this and one week it's that um i can't complain though i have to say can't complain no i think that's part of um the creative spirit that you are is possibilities all around you 
Yeah, yeah. And and those tough times, you know, kind of they're like a big old trampoline. You know, they're to the extent that I remember talking to Rodney one time, Rodney Crowell, and I, I was crying so hard, and I was in the studio with him, and just crying to the bottom of my stomach. And I said, I feel like I'm just hollow. He said, Yeah. But think about how much joy you're going to be able to hold for all that carving out that's going on right now. And I, I just thought, gosh, that's, we've got to write that. <laughs> we've got to put that in a song. <laughs> yeah. Well, Beth, it's so inspiring to just um, be on the phone with you. You know, I think one of the words that I like to throw around is aliveness. And whether it's uh, listening to a melody that you've composed and are putting your voice to or just being on the phone and being inspired by uh, how, how do we get out of our own way to to create a life that's different it's just yeah I, i'm turned on listening to you as usual <laughs> well i i think it's uh it's just an amazing fun place to be and um so much of that joy is is something that you can you can actually cultivate and i think um Forgetting that's a possibility is something that happens to a lot of people. And um, nothing makes me happier than to try to help somebody get their pilot light relit <laughs> so they can they can create their own flame. And it's all there. You know, that's the beauty of it. It's just all right there. And, uh, you know, I, I, um, I've had some great teachers, too, including you, Ed. And it's, it's been just an amazing journey so far. And I'm, I'm, I'm geared up for the whole, you know, infinite rest of it <laughs> right well that that's so is so obvious and true and beth thanks so much uh for making time for us and inspiring me if nobody else but i think a few hundred thousand other people along the way so oh, much thanks, thanks. and I can't my pleasure you. yeah all right well thanks again and um if you can hang on maybe we can talk just a little bit as we close out the show today yay all right so um I'm Ed McClune here, teacher of the Hoffman Process, and um, my guest host, my co-host, Raz and Grassi, will be back uh, leading the show next week. If you'd like to learn more about the Hoffman Process or, or our other work, there is an introductory call every Tuesday afternoon at 5 Pacific time. So if you're listening live right now, in just a couple minutes, and you can go to our website, hoffmaninstitute.org, to find out more information about that introductory call. And again, um, to find out more about Beth's music, um, her website, bethnielsenchapman.org, hoffmaninstitute.com. Yeah. So glad you stayed on the line. Our <laughs> website, the Hoffman Institute website, is hoffmaninstitute.org. All right, Beth, thanks so much again for yeah, all you're of what up, you're, you're up welcome. to. You're making magic. <laughs> and you are. We all are. All right. Well, thanks again, and thank you all for being part of our show here on the Hoffman Connection on Voice America Radio. Have a great week. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you again for being a part of the Hoffman Connection. Please join your hosts, Raz and Grossi and Ed McClune, again next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, make it an outstanding week.